Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm Neil Manthorpe and alongside me today is Andrew Macca McKenna. Colombo the setting for England's only T20 international of the series and at a venue where they will feel they've got a score to settle. This guy's got optimism, he's got character, he's got talent and he gives the batsman nothing except pain. Plunkett LBW. We hear from a man who didn't seem too happy with life at times, Ben Stokes. You know, every time I went to go up on my toes, playing specific shots, it was just getting in my calf. So it was a bit uncomfortable, but it is what it is. And we also catch up with Chris Jordan, who's flown out here to Colombo. It's a long way for just this match. Obviously, thankful these selectors uh, have gone for continuity and, and hopefully I can repair that fifth tomorrow. Let's hope it's not rained off. There's been a lot of it around. It was a beautiful day today, the day before, and just as we sat down to record this podcast, it has been lashing down. Don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's Tour of Sri Lanka. You're listening to Following On. Well, Maka, it was actually, despite the, the rain, despite the difficulties of actually getting the series on, a very good result for England, wasn't it? I mean, it, it, the point is, it, it finished on a sour note in the fifth one-day international, but did it leave a sour taste? I think it did in some ways. I mean, the way that Trevor Bayliss spoke to us after the game, he, he was really angry. He was properly cross with, with the way that they'd finished off. Some of the guys who'd been wanting a chance to prove themselves in the team came in and didn't really cover themselves in glory. I mean, he kept on and on about how poor the fielding was. Now, you know, that, that's something that he's pretty much taken for granted at this level, isn't it? You just expect balls to be stopped. You expect it to be got back into the wicketkeeper or the bowler's end as quickly as possible. Two or three times that didn't. And we saw that, and we, you know, we mentioned it in the commentary, about the fact that the players having a little dig at each other. But do you know what? In a strange way, turn that all around... I don't necessarily think it's that bad a thing because 
Trevor Bayliss and the other coaches, whenever maybe just people are getting a little bit too complacent or something, they can always go, hey, remember that fifth game in Colombo? Let's not go back there. Our standards are better than that. And therefore, we need to go on. In terms of the whole series, I think if you'd offered England 3-1 at the outset, they'd have taken that, absolutely. I guess where it will feel disappointing to them is, having been 3-0 up, they were talking about 4-0, that's what they wanted. But to come up so badly short in that last game, that will hurt. So, yeah, I I think over the long haul, they'll be very pleased with the series win. But... It's that old thing, isn't it? You're only as good as your last result. And I'm afraid England absolutely stanked the joint out in that fifth game. <laughs> Lost by 219 runs. Now, um, there's a lot made about the depth of England's squad. Um, and even those who aren't here. I mean, there's, you know, many people, many a fan has said we could put two 11s out um, of almost equal standard. So... Are the questions about depth relevant now? I mean, you know, three guys came in, hadn't bowled a ball in anger, and just never got going. I mean, they just didn't find their rhythm whatsoever. So it's all very well and good having that depth. Uh, but if England have a, a, a wonderful starting 11 or maybe 12, um, and they say, and we've got all these other guys, if they're going to be that slow starting, if they do come into the team, well, uh, you can have all the depth you like, but it, you need to hit the ground running. That is true. I always think that actually, when you get into say to a World Cup, and it's true actually of most sports, teams that win the World Cup don't win because of the starting eleven or, or the starting team. Actually, you're going to need a few replacements. You know, to, to win a World Cup, you've got to win what five, six, seven games in most sports. You're going to have to make two or three changes at times. So actually, it's the guys who are number sort of 14, 15, 16 in the squad. Who were, I mean, think back to, to Rugby World Cup 2011, New Zealand win. Stephen Donald was white bait fishing in New Zealand <laughs> five days before the final, gets called up to the squad, hadn't trained, and kicks the winning points. Those kind of stories are fairly common. So I think it's a good thing from England's point of view to have that amount of depth. You make an interesting point, though, about coming in so cold. Maybe in situations like this... Are you better off making one change each game with five matches and so that everyone has a bit of a go through? So you're then suddenly not putting three people in completely cold, although cold is the last thing you'll ever be in Sri Lanka, <laughs> but you get the point I'm taking. When you come in, you've got three guys coming into a side, bang, having only netted. You might be wet, but yes. certainly not cold. Um, ben Stokes looked like a... a quite a grumpy man during that that game that fifth game um he he seemed petulant and cross and he also seemed exhausted because he actually interestingly he had a massive training session the evening before that game and then started to cramp up right at the very beginning of his innings um but you know he he appeared to overrule Josh Butler when he was going to be taken out of the attack he um, sort of reclaimed the ball from Liam Plunkett to bowl his next over. That was an expensive one. He threw the ball down into the ground in disgust. Um, you chatted to him today. Is he, is, he, is he in a better mood? Has he got over that? Well, he is in a better mood. One thing he um, did point out uh, shortly after the game, when it was put to him about the training session, he said, look, I'm not working any harder than anyone else. So it's just a case that that's what's required to get you to this level. But you're absolutely right. We did speak... And, um, yeah, we spoke about what it's like in these conditions. It is very draining, you know, the humidity here, especially when the, um, when the floodlights came on, just, you know, it was really tough. But 
um, you know you, you've just got to expect that thing when you come out to the subcontinent which is um, you know one of the, the toughest things along with um, the, the cricket that you get faced with out here um, and you know the amount of training that we've been doing as well um, because we haven't been playing um, I think the lads have you know um, almost done more because we haven't had that um, middle practice in terms of games so um, it's been a sort of it's been a frustrating three four weeks I think for the one day group um, but you know at the same time I, I think it's been an eye opener for us especially in that last game knowing that if we perform like we did there then you know we'll, we'll be um, letting ourselves out massively come the World Cup When you started to cramp up was that does it come on I mean thankfully I've never been in that situation <laughs> does it just come on all of a sudden or do you, you kind of think oh I've got a problem coming here no, you, you can sort of feel it building up. Um, I was starting to get towards the back end of our bowling innings, um, you know, running from um, long off to long off um, in those conditions can um, get on top of you. And you can just start, sort of feel it building up in your body. Um, and, you know, every time I went to go up on my toes, playing specific shots, it was just getting in my calf. So it was a bit uncomfortable, but it is what it is. Was there ever a suggestion of retiring and, and coming back later, or is it a case of it's not going to get any better, just get on through it? Yeah, you just got to get on through it, you know, because um, funnily enough, when we got into the change room and cooled down, I started getting it everywhere else in my body. So, um, you know, if I was to come off, I don't think I'm going to be able to go back on. I can ask you about the 50 over series. We never had one dynamic Ben Stokes moment during the series, and I guess that's probably due to the very stop-start nature of the games. There wasn't much flow. Did you feel almost frustrated that you couldn't get into it? Yeah, I think, you know, not just myself, I think everyone was, um, you know, getting a little bit frustrated by the end because of the weather. Um, you know, the, the standard and, and everything we did in training was um, how it always is. And, you know, the lads were annoyed that we didn't get a, a real chance to go out there and, um, you know, deliver those skills that we have done over the last two, three years. Um, but I think the the first time we really got tested was in um, you know it was a wake up in that last game you know the way that Sri Lankan came out and you know I can't remember the last time we got hit for 360 as a bowling unit and got you know played so poorly with a bat um, so you know everything you know that was a big learning curve and you know it sort of gave us a um, you know a kick up the ass. Does that set up this T20 game a bit better? Sri Lanka coming in on a bit of a high and you guys saying we're not that bad and we're going to prove it. Yeah, I think it does set it up nicely. Just hopefully the weather stays away because um, it seems to be the the way that it goes. It seems to be like this throughout the day, and then the thunderstorms at night. So, um, you know, as I say we got training tonight, so hopefully we can, um, you know, right those wrongs um, tonight, and then hopefully on Saturday. Well, the word is they love the T20 here. The place is going to be absolutely ramful if we can just get a game to, to give the fans something to cheer about. Yeah, I hope so. You know, even you know through the um, big storms that we've had, the the locals have, have stayed there, and you know they haven't even bothered to, to go for cover they just stayed out in the rain so it's been amazing to to see you know you're the subcontinent to expect it um, you know being out in India and you see the love that people have for the game and it's no different here Has the IPL been a, a useful help for you in terms of the skills that you need in some continental cricket obviously you had more experience in this part of the world Yeah I think you know it's um, the way that yeah, subcontinent teams play their one day cricket um, is a lot different to to how you do back in England, um, you know, I think they use their their spinners as a really, really attacking option. Whereas, um, you know, when Mo and Rash bowl together, it's a um, it's a real dry period. I feel for other teams, um, you know, they don't seem to get away from us. Um, whereas, you know, you know, when the spin comes on here, it's going to be a real tough um, exercise for you to to face up against. So, um, you get that in the IPL as well. So, um, you know, the IPL on the whole is just um, you know a big plus for anyone involved in it. Got to ask you. 
coming towards the end of 2018. Not been the easiest 12 months or so in, in your life. How do you feel you've come through it? Yeah, I mean, look, there's coming to the end of 2018 and the start of 2019. And, you know, as you say, 2019, we've got the World Cup and the Ashes. So, um, you know, there's lots of exciting things to think about. So, you know, that's where I am at the moment. More important to look forward than back. Uh, definitely. You know, that's, that's the best way to, to live life is all about looking forward. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. One thing to also mention there, Neil, is today is the first day that Ben Stokes has spoken to the media for some considerable amount of time with the issues that he's had away from cricket. Um, hence the reason the last couple of questions I asked him there about you know, how's, it, how's he sort of felt over the last year. He, he wasn't interested really in talking about it. I know a lot of the members of the media did want to sort of ask him questions, but there was kind of, as you heard, a kind of a prepared answer, one that he was sort of happy with mentally. It's all about looking forwards and whatever. He didn't want to get drawn into that. Also worth stating, of course, that he's still got that ECB disciplinary hearing coming up. And there might technically be a case that he could actually prejudice his own case, you know, make things worse. You know, if he'd, if he'd use words like, I regret 
X, Y and Z, he might actually be harming his own defence for that case coming up. So um, that's probably worth just giving some context there in, into the back end of that interview. I'm not sure that uh, anybody's really... I mean, uh, <laughs> is anybody really interested in going back there? I mean, you know, it was... Um, it was pretty comprehensively covered wasn't it um and you know i think everybody i guess mo- well most people will have their view um and and i don't think that it would be changed but um i mean i, I when i say is anybody interested in going back there i know that the media <laughs> the media was certainly were and they've got editors saying look ask the questions find out what he feels like how he feels but i would think that that you know the vast majority of England fans would, would have had enough of it now and they just want to, to see Ben Stokes, the cricketer. Or am I being naive? I, I think there was an element that people wanted to ask the questions and maybe see how he came, you know, how he would come out and deal with it. Um, what was quite interesting, though, was the fact that it happened here in Colombo on a Friday before a T20 game. And what I mean by that is, if Ben Stokes had been put up in front of the media back in England every news crew from every news outlet would have been there trying to pick it apart you know the front page writers would be there as well as the sports guys as it was it was in Colombo with probably a dozen reporters all of whom are cricket reporters rather than the news guys I'm not saying they're trying to pick a friendly audience if, if you like but do you know what I mean there's a sense that he had to speak at some point for the first time so in a way I can kind of see why they picked this situation to do it. And he would have appreciated that, no doubt. I mean, he's uh, faced far more hostile crowds, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's faced much harder questions than he got today. Um, and as you said, I mean, he was well prepared, and, and that's, that's understandable. Um, and, and, you know, I, I personally uh, endorse the feeling that let's try and hope that Ben Stokes, the cricketer, is the man... And the persona that we concentrate on now. Let's talk about another all-rounder, Chris Jordan. He's come a long way. Um, for, for Literally, one in this yes, case. No, that's what I meant. Um, for a game that that many fans will be perhaps battling to find context for, a single T20 international at the end of a of a of a series which, of course, had great context as all teams lead into the World Cup. But you know, ask Chris Jordan whether it matters, and uh, you know what he'll say. Um, and ask Sri Lankan fans. I mean, there may have only been eight or 10,000 um, in the Primadasa Stadium for the fifth one day for a historic win, as it turned out. But we're expecting near sellout. So as an England player, even if you do have any private doubts about the relevance and the context and the importance of this game, I think that we hear players from all over the world saying the moment you pull your jersey on to represent your country, every game is equally important, which I think is nonsense. Um, they'd like to think that, but it's not. You know, as George Orwell said, you know, some games are more equal than others. But um, remember also, I think, that, that one of those one-day internationals was effectively a T20 game, and so there will be England players who will be thinking, never mind that it's a different title, this is an opportunity to show the coach that I can be better than I was during that fifth one day. So, I, I mean, I think there are lots of ways, means by which you can look at the game and actually see it as quite important. I think you're absolutely right. To, just to go back on your point about only one T20, I, I put that to Owen Morgan after we finished uh, the other evening. 
I said to him, you know, shouldn't it be three and three or something? He said, well, in fairness, we are all building up to a 50-over World Cup. So I want, he said, I want there to be more 50-over games. If we were preparing for a T20 tournament, I'd want there to be more T20. I guess I can see the logic in that. You know, prepare for, for what you've got coming up. Um, it, it feels a bit tacked on this game, let's be perfectly honest. Um, but it's in there. There's points and rankings and, and wins available, runs to be scored, wickets to be taken. So you want to be on the, the side that ends up with more of those, don't you? Yeah, uh, that's right. Um, and there are personal performances. I mean, never mind rankings. I, I do think that test rankings um, matter to, to the majority of, of us who follow the game, report on the game, commentate on the game, and to fans. One day is less so. I, I don't know whether T20 international rankings are really that important. I mean, it, here, here is an opportunity for, for for half a dozen players in the England team. I think who are probably not certain certain of their place. There are some who will think like a, you know I'll I'll probably have to make a mistake or two not to make the final cut. There are others who are thinking I've got to put in a really impressive eye-catching performance in order to make the cut. So. Um, that's that's the, the the big context for me, um, but I, I somehow enjoy the fact that that Chris Jordan is it has been flown out here for for this one game. I mean, does it does it suggest, by the way, that he is England's last solitary T Twenty specialist? Everybody else, I mean, you know, there used to be a few others, Luke Wright and a, and a few others who were you know in the frame. But I I mean, I enjoy that, you know, and it's, it says to me that if you are Chris Jordan, you. You, you're not being forgotten about, you know. You, yeah, yeah. Actually, you are one of the best T20 players in the world. You are our specialist, and we will make the effort to bring you out here. I, I enjoy that. Well, funny enough, that's exactly where I started my conversation with him. Chris, welcome along to Colombo. You've been here for a couple of days. Um, acclimatisation's tricky because it's pretty special. The conditions, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely special. But I mean, um, I guess uh, me visiting my family in Barbados coincided with very similar <laughs> conditions. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty acclimatized now. Um, obviously, the, the conditions are very hot in Barbados as well. So, I've been training over there for the for the past couple of weeks. So, um, I've not found it too hard to adjust. You had a practice session out here ahead of the fifth one day, obviously. So, you're not coming in completely cold, as you say. Yeah, um, I've been bowling for the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I didn't have too long a time off at the end of the season and, and I was bowling pretty well uh, coming on to the end of the season as well. So, my, yeah, my confidence is, is still pretty high. It's just a matter of uh, uh, assessing conditions on the day um, for, for, for tomorrow and, um, and adapting accordingly. You're the only person that England have brought in for this T20 game. There's probably a lot of people around the world thinking he must be one heck of a T20 player if they're bringing him in specially. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I do consider myself um, to to be a good player and um, at the minute I'm currently in possession of of that spot so um, obviously thankful the selectors have gone for continuity and, and hopefully I can repair that fifth tomorrow. Were you disappointed not to be involved for the whole of the white ball series though you know for the 50 other games as well rather than just one solitary t20 game yeah definitely i mean um if if i'm not disappointed to be in more or less every single England squad then um, I, I, I probably shouldn't be in this profession um at the end of the day you always have aspirations you always have ambitions of, of, of um, playing every single format for england so i mean that's what gets me up every morning that's what keep, keeps pushing me and um yeah, I, I just hope that I can open up that door again. Well, absolutely. The opportunity is there. I mean, they always say that 
you're only as good as your last performance. Well, England's last performance in the one days was probably one of their worst in years. You weren't playing that, I know. Have you sensed around the dressing room that there's a, a sense of, right, we need to go out and put this right? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's, it's that much. It's that much pressure on. Yeah, we need to put it right. But um, we're all professional cricketers. We've, we've been playing some unbelievable white ball cricket, and 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 yeah, as professionals, we definitely do want to put it right. Um, obviously, that that wasn't an ideal performance, but the mood hasn't changed at all in the dressing room, and I think that's testament to, to how we've been for the for the past uh, two three years. Um, obviously, since the World Cup. So, and and it's also a testament to to why we we're also number one in 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 50 over stuff. So, the mood hasn't changed too much obviously we do know once we put on an English shirt we want to give 100% every single time and um, I think that's what you'll see tomorrow you've played around the world white ball cricket domestic and international you've obviously come a lot across some of these Sri Lankan players you'll be coming across tomorrow there's a very talented group of players at the moment. I know they're on a bit of a down but there's enough talent there to give you a real headache tomorrow isn't there yeah, definitely. I mean, they're international cricketers, so um, if if they weren't, they won't they won't be in the position that they are. Um, you've seen before; they've been to Australia and turned Australia over in the T20 series not too long ago. Um, yeah, as you said, they're a very talented bunch, but but so are we, um, and we're on the rise as well. And and yeah, off the back of of the last uh, performance in the order, we'll be looking to put it right tomorrow. Chris Jordan, England's solitary T20 specialist, and uh, hopefully. Hopefully the weather will allow him to actually get that game in because uh, since we've been recording this, the rain has increased. It's now absolutely lashing down as hard as it has been at almost any other time on the tour. Um, and, you know, it's, it kind of comes, we have sunny mornings, cloudy afternoons and then rain in the evening. That's generally been the pattern. We have had a couple of exceptions. Um, that's exactly what we need on Saturday in order to get this, to get this game uh, going. Um, by the way, it's interesting. We, we started recording this in the cafe. It's, it's quickly become the pool bar at the moment. The rain's coming down that much. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? Luck's going to change and we will get the game in. It starts at 7 o'clock. Um, so, it, you know, if the day follows a traditional pattern, it'll start raining at about 7 o'clock, or maybe a little bit before. But uh, it's OK, Maka. I think, I'm sh- I think it will be OK. And Chris Jordan's going to signal a change in the weather forecast. Talking of... Changing the weather forecast. Um, it is worth mentioning that the test players have arrived as well, um, and 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 quite a long time ahead of that. Fam, it's a long acclimatisation period, but of course they've got two two day warm up games, um, which uh, which start next week. So um, it might be a long time before the first test match. Uh, they they uh, Jimmy Anderson looked in good form last night. Yes, we uh, we got invited along to uh, the opening of a new bar, Mahela. Jai Wardner and Kuma Sangakara is the, their latest uh, business venture is a, a sports bar together and uh, we and the England squad and various other members of the media got invited along to that yeah they were in, they were in fine voice um, they, they'd arrived into Colombo about 4 o'clock in the afternoon so it was a nice way for them to sort of get out stretch the legs get the flight out of their system have a couple of beers also just to help them sleep the way I understand it is they will start practice on Saturday so what they'll probably do is as you mentioned the, the T20 game is due to be what 7 o'clock in the evening local time so maybe they can get into the nets late morning lunchtime heat of the day which is never a bad thing to do around here you know if you practice in the worst possible conditions it, you know it can only get easier from there on in so they'll do some practice as you say two two day games um 
quite what the format of those will be remains to be seen. Well, I think I think we probably know because uh, two-day games no longer have first-class status under any um, uh, under any circumstances. So, I, I mean, I think the last time England came to Sri Lanka, the first day of their warm-up game, they finished on about 223 for 13. Uh, so that's what I mean, I mean. Would you really leave anybody out when you can play 14 or 15? Then, then you would, wouldn't you? Um, and and, and it, I mean, it, it makes a great deal of sense. You just want everyone to have a bat and have a bowl. And as every cricketer knows, it's better to do that in the middle um, rather than in a, in a net. They do give it some kind of context by only allowing 11 to bat and 11 to field. But, uh, you know, that's, that's actually more preparation than, than many teams start with. Um, South Africa came in July to Sri Lanka and just played the one warm-up game on a pitch which was almost like cement. You know, it didn't turn at all. It was absolutely flat. England can expect exactly the same. South Africa had that treatment and most other teams do they come and play a couple of warm up games on pitches which do nothing for seamers or spinners like I said like you know, absolutely flat and then they go down to Gaul where it turns sideways from, from lunchtime on day one so England they know that that is what they'll get and, and you know what they don't even face any quality spinners because um, you know the Sri Lankan board 11 it's a, a few promising teenagers lots of batsmen who bowled occasional spin so England can expect if they want quality preparation against good spinners on turning wickets then <laughs> they're not going to get it absolutely not uh, probably also worth mentioning that I've got a funny feeling we're getting closer to a final decision on Johnny Bairstow's fitness they've, they've called up Ben Folks what has been announced as cover um, for Johnny Bairstow at the moment now I saw Johnny out on the outfield before the fifth one day and I mean the moon boot was long gone the, the big plastic support the ankle was, was merely taped up with the old elastoplast it's interesting though that they waited a week before calling up someone as if they, they really wanted to let it settle down and have a really good idea it's going to be a big blow if they lose Johnny Bairstow he's such a key part of that batting lineup. Already here, of course, Joss Butler. Do they then give him the gloves in the test match? Or do they bring in Ben Folks? It, it will be interesting to see how the, how they go. But as I say, I'm, I just wonder if we're getting a little bit nearer to, to a decision one way or the other. Ben Folks hasn't actually left home yet. He's due here at the weekend. So he'll, he'll probably be leaving about now, uh, as it turns out. So they've given it some time and given it sort of plenty of thought on that one. You know... It- comes down to or it should come down to in my opinion uh, prioritizing who plays spin best or better out of the three um, so you know Butler Bairstow folks I know there's a huge amount of excitement about the quality that folks brings as a batsman you even talk about him making the squad as a batsman alone um, you know without his glove work which is also exceptional so um, you know, many many a, a team has come to, to Sri Lanka and and stuck with teams that have won elsewhere and not really gone on a on a, a magnified horses for courses route. Um, and and because it, it's difficult to do, isn't it? I mean, you know, teams arrive here with guys who averaging fifty in their last three series um, and have played spin well, but they've played finger spin on flat pitches in Australia, for example. So 
it, it really England do have to um, prepare as best they possibly can with their best players of spin for a pitch which will be turning sideways in Gaul. Rangana Hirath's last test match, I'd be very surprised if the veteran left-arm spinner doesn't make a, a big impact. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's really, really exciting. There's a lot to look forward to. So, so h- how good is folks against spin? I guess we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> This has been following on podcast from uh, TalkSport. I'm Neil Manthorpe and alongside me, Andrew Macker-McKenna. Tomorrow's show will be a full review from Colombo after the T20 International with player interviews, reaction and highlights. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. Talk to you tomorrow. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.